Revolutionary or podcast coming your way, guys. Steve Smee here and Rick. What up, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right, guys, this is number 311. We're doing a Q&A. We're back to our regular Q&A episodes. We have six awesome topics. They're going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the first one is, is one that we have to deal with a lot, those of us who are heterosexual, dating a female. Um, she'll come to us and be like, hey, you know, I want to use something. I want to use some type of PED. I want to use steroids. I want to use this GW stuff. We all get this question and then we get the, I want to go to the gym with you. I want to work out with you. It's like, oh, damn. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want you to work out with me, but you can't say that to her. So she ends up going to the gym with you and she can only bench like the bar. You know what I'm saying? And then she's like, I want to get stronger. And you're sitting there putting three plates on the fucking bench, <laughs> on the freaking bench. It's like, then you got to unrack it. And then she's got to do a bar and you put like a two and a half pound weight on each side. So she wants to do steroids with you because that's what women do. They want to be like you. So what do you do? Do you, do you accept it or not? So in my experience, I'll, I'll answer this first and I'll get Rick on, in on this. I've never, I've always talked my girlfriends out of it. I've always said, you know what? Steroids, they're really for like another level. Therefore, they should be for men. They should be for people who are at a certain level. Look, I'm monetizing this. I make a living, partial living, you know, in this, this type of industry. So yes, you know, I'll do it myself, but you're, you know, you're just a regular person. Um, and I always want to talk them out of it. I explain to them the side effects. The only time though, I did give a PED to a girl, a couple girls, one girl, LGD, I hooked her up with some LGD. She took five milligrams a day. She really liked it. She really got good results from it. And then there was another girl. I hooked her up with some GW like for a month or two. She really liked it as well. So in that situation, probably your best bet is to get them more involved in SARMs, much safer, much more mild, not, you know, um, steer them toward steroids because steroids are risky for women. Even the most mild steroid, Anabar, which a lot of women take or oral Primabolin or something. Those two are probably the only two steroids I would ever recommend to a female. But even then, you know, those are kind of risky. Um, if, you, if let's say you get it for them and it's not Anavar or it's not oral primable and it's something else, they could get some major side effects from it if they're accidentally taking something else. So to me, I prefer to steer them away. Um, but if a woman is at a certain level where like she wants to compete, she's been an athlete her whole, whole life, I would want to get her on legit anavar maybe five ten milligrams a day to start or some oral prima bolin light dose and then see how she does on that so that's the kind of direction i would take her to and of course sarms are always an option how about you rick have you been in this situation a bunch of times i've dated both uh female fitness competitors that they have their own plug they get me stuff sometimes <laughs> and they really just they're about the gym. They know what they're doing. They're already working with a coach. Um, and the fact that they're already working with a coach takes some, uh, some pressure off of me to have to sit there and give a, a free consult <laughs> all the time. And I've dated females that are just maybe naturally beautiful, but don't really work out or are very casual, you know, little, little once in a while cardio bunnies. Just come in, use the treadmill, do a little bit of machine, and then go home a couple times a week. It depends what level she's at. Right. The, the last girl that I was that I was going out with, her coach put her on a pretty heavy cycle, which I felt was unnecessary for her level. I felt like maybe the coach was trying to unload some some gear on her and probably gave her more stuff than she kind of needed. So I, I had her drop dosages down and, and had her switch stuff out. And she got just great results and spending less money and less side effects. So I've had to do everything when it comes to, to females from beginning to, to end. Really, when it comes to, to steroids, uh, it depends the, the level the girl's at. Um, 
And now when you get a beginner, like a real beginner girl that she's just starting that, again, like I said, she's fit curious. You want to you wanna see if she can adopt some of the lifestyles. For example, no more sugar waters, right? Uh, no more. Uh, and if you could get her away from breads and, and white flowers and stuff like that, then you got something going. Um, if she won't adjust her diet, but she'll at least come in and do a little bit of cardio on the machine and then just have her do the machine circuit up and down the machine circuit and you go on, the, on your side of the gym and, and do your thing. Uh, you want to build a, a fun workout for her again, just treadmill a little bit um, every day, have her do a different cardio machine and then just set her loose on the circuit. You know, those machines, if, if you're in a decent gym, they're set up in a certain, in a certain order. So just have her do the, the, the circuit of the leg machines, you know, depending on her level, just give her a rep count and sets and just leave her alone and then go do your free weights. And as far as uh, steroids and having them take anything, Look, even if, even if I'm going out with her, I, I stick to what I say. I don't think any person should be taking anabolic steroids or, or really anything that level unless you've had five years of natural training. So if she's really wanting to take something and, she's, and I see she's consistent at the gym, she stopped drinking sugar water, she stopped eating so much damn bread, and she's staying consistent with me at the gym, um, I'll just, I'll let her do a, a Entuslin and Bridge cycle. Entuslin and Bridge, those two products right from my store. Uh, and with, with an Entu Bridge and Slin cycle, a girl doing her first thing, a girl's never done steroids before, mind you, can see about the same results she would see on about five, maybe 10 megs of bar per day. And yes, uh, between those two products, you're taking about six capsules a day, it's about 2,000 milligrams of combined over a dozen ingredients. And yeah, you need that much natural ingredients to get the same results that you get from 5 to 10 milligrams of Anabar every day. But it's a natural product. It's not hurting her liver. And it's still working within, you know, within the realm of just boosting and, and enhancing what her body can do. It's not just adding uh, synthetic to, to her body. So... And to Slin and Bridge, that's the perfect stack for any girl out there that just wants to get some really, really, really better than natural results, but maybe not ready to take the leap onto taking steroids yet. That's what I would do. If you know, if I if I got up with a, if I got with a girl that's uh, pretty new to fitness and she showed me she was dedicated and she's willing to make the lifestyle changes, I'd hook her up with some of my supplements and and get her going like that. I definitely, definitely would not give her steroids or, or anything like that unless she was already killing it. Like, unless she's made great progress, unless she's doing something really major. But just as a, as a point of reference, I don't think I've, I've never introduced a girl to steroids that I can remember. I don't think I, I've either dated women that were already doing steroids and had a coach that was consulting them and they had no hookup or women that were just very, uh, very casual with, with fitness. And maybe I helped them out with some supplements, but I don't think I ever took a girl from the, from being natty to the dark side ever. They were on either side when I started dating them and remained on either side when we left. So that's that. All right, guys. So the next question is biggest scam supplements out there. And Rick, You've been in the supplement industry a very long time, and you've seen a lot of bullshit out there. Um, we're seeing a lot of crap right now going on with uh, these remedies for uh, virus, you know, for superbugs and all this stuff. Guys, like on social media, they're pushing some some products and stuff. You know, so talk a little bit about that, and then talk a little bit about some of the other scam supplements that you see out there from different companies that you've, uh, that are most common that guys need to watch out for? Okay. So I, I saw this question on, on our list for today and I had this whole, uh, rap I was going to get into, but then I remembered, uh, real quickly that our listeners, the guys that are listening to this podcast, these are the guys that do their research. These are the guys that Google the shit out of stuff. These are the guys that even go and look at the abstract on, on some of these studies. So maybe I don't need to warn you guys so much about supplement scams. Because if you're listening to this podcast, if you're shopping from me, then you're definitely a research-oriented customer. 
you're not being seduced by a top level pro competitor on a ton of juice telling you he got this way using X or Y brand. I don't, I don't hire those guys. Those guys use my products for sure, but we just don't have a contract for them to go around telling people about it. So if you're listening to this, you probably don't need all this, all this help. I will tell you this, help your friends out, help me out, make, pe- make sure people know about Need to Build Muscle, make sure people understand the mission. I don't sell anybody products um, that would give them steroid-like results. I don't, I don't claim that on, on any of my products. My stuff is for guys that are already on steroids, you're already doing something, you're already a lifer in the gym, and you really need products that are there to help you support your steroid use, your lifestyle goals, what you're, what you're already doing. And that's kind of been my niche, you know? This is why I don't do mainstream stuff. I, I've always stayed in the steroid corners, the steroid forums. And that's how guys find my brand and that's how guys, guys find us. So yeah, I switched up my answer because I realized I was gonna sit here and tell you guys about protein spiking with the collagen and all these things that most of you guys already know about. If you're, if you're shopping from me, you've already gone beyond and passed a lot of the bullshit marketing that is out there. And you're, uh, and you're investing into good, strong products that have real science behind them and have real results and a good track record behind them of years and years and years of guys taking the, these formulas and then working just perfectly with their cycles. You know, the reason why my formulas have stayed pretty well the same for years while you see other brands coming out with something new every day, it's because my stuff, once we got a formula that worked, it just kept on working. Same thing like with steroids, Anavar, Anadrol, Dianabol. All this stuff's been around since the 60s. We're just now getting some new stuff the last, you know, 10, 15 years, uh, SARMs and stuff. But most of these hormones, they've been around since the 60s. Why are they still being used even more than the new stuff? Because they just plain worked. So my formulas, when we brought them out, they just plain worked. So yeah, guys, help, help me out. Help me spread the word. I'm not a big marketing dude. I'm not paying a bunch of influencers and people to fake say they use my stuff. My brand grows by word of mouth, by guys telling their friends, guys telling each other, guys helping their natural friends. A lot of guys, a lot of my, my customers that are on steroids, they have buddies that train and, and that even come out to the gym with them sometimes that are natural. And they'll give those guys and to generate, they'll give them bridge, they'll give them and to slim. And these products make a, a big difference. For these natural guys that haven't touched anything, these strong products really make a huge difference for them. So um, help us out there too. So I guess um, that's it. Biggest cam and supplements to watch out for. Keep your friends from getting, from getting scammed by these other companies that have a new formula every three months. And um, bring them over to my side, the, the true tried and tested formulas that stood the test of time and that uh, really serious guys taking serious compounds rely on. Yeah, so, uh, you know, really a couple things I want to point out. If you look at the ingredients, let's say a protein powder, you look at the ingredients, what's in it, and then you see a bunch of stuff in there you can't even pronounce. You see, like, a bunch of chemicals that are in there. You see hydrogenated oils. You see high fructose corn syrup. You see all this shit. And you see the guy pushing it. He's, like, this big bodybuilder with his bulging muscles with, like, an eight-pack and stuff. Do you really think – that he got that way from taking that crap? Of course not. You know, and that to me is a scam because you're basically making people think that if you drink this basically ice cream, because that's essentially what it is, it's basically ice cream that you're consuming with this protein powder. Just look at what's in it, like cookies and cream, and, and it tastes like fucking ice cream. And, and these people actually think if they consume it, that they're going to look like that. That to me, that's a scam. And the, the truth is you consume that, you're going to have a big belly and you're going to have baloney tits. Okay. So that to me is a scam. Also, if you go on Instagram, look at some of these guys or on, on social media and you see their supplement stores and they have a bunch of reps that are a bunch of shills for them. 
And they're all guys, uh, they drive around in Lamborghinis. They got pictures of themselves in Lamborghinis. They got pictures of themselves with like three, four women around them. They got their arms around them. And, and then you look at the history of the, the supplement owners. They like have histories of like going to prison and going to jail and fraud and scams. Obviously, that's a red flag. You probably shouldn't be buying their products. Why do you have to like do all that and make people think that you drive a Lamborghini and make people think that you have all these women around you if you have a good product? You, you don't. Why do you have to hire reps that are like on like three grams of steroids a week and have like top 1% genetics and make people believe that if they take your products, you're going to look like that too? Why, why would you have to do that if you have a good product? So to me, it's kind of like overdoing the marketing and having to just be out there that much. Um, you know, here's an interesting thing that I've kind of figured out as I've gotten older. You ever see, like, you ever watch cartoons with your kids or your nieces and nephews or whatever, and you see the commercials for during these cartoons. It's all cereal. It's all fast food. It's all McDonald's selling Happy Meals and all this stuff. All that's a scam. Because they're targeting young people. They want young people to watch their cartoons. Then they watch the commercials during the cartoons. And then they want, they ask their parents, hey, take me to McDonald's because I want a Happy Meal. Take me to, you know, get me this candy bar that I saw or get me this toy that I saw. It's, it's just marketing and it's, tar- it's micro-targeting, you know, a certain demographic. So we see the same thing in the supplement industry. They micro-target the young, naive guy. So most of you listening don't fit that at all. But you may have, you know, a son who's in high school, going to college. He's starting to get into bodybuilding. You want to definitely talk to him about this. You know, definitely want to read ingredients of these products because it's there for a reason. There's, there's people who have sued and lost their life savings to make these companies put ingredients on these products. So please take advantage of that, you know, and, and don't just ignore, don't just look at the label, whatever the label says with the macros, how much sugar it has, whatever. You got to look at what's in it. You don't want to put some of this crap in your body. So, I mean, that's, that's my rant on it. And um, you really have to do a good job of educating people pretty much. I mean, if you walk into any, supplement store 95 percent of the supplements there are shit so you really have to stick to a good quality supplement company that's why i like n2bm that's why you know i've been repping with them for 12 years over 12 years now um because of their high quality products i was a customer long before i ever started repping for them and um you know, it's, it's high quality uh, products and they have the ingredients on there right there in black and white for you. They don't, they don't BS with you. Their protein powder from N2BM, it's six ingredients. It's all quality. You don't see high fructose corn syrup. You don't see hydrogenated oils. So, I mean, this is a company that knows what they're doing and they're producing products that are healthy and that are legit. And that's, that's all you want to look for in a supplement company. Yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, the, the the marketing. I think you, you're going to be able to tell. Uh, you're going to be able to tell what supplement companies are worth it or not just on their uh, on on their marketing alone. Look, I, I've had conversations with uh, a couple of professional guys here and there about doing some kind of marketing. And what it comes down to is this: I'm not going to pay somebody who's on steroids to deny that they're on steroids and then hold up one of my bottles and say, I got this big using this. And that's what there's a lot of out there. I'm looking for a competitive guy, good top level. If you're out there, hit me up. Who's willing to talk about their steroid cycle. Who's willing to talk about their dosages, their PCT, their steroid use, and really to explain to people how my products fit into the protocol. So instead of, Instead of denying you're on steroids, holding up my bottle and saying, hey, I got this big using this. How about you tell people you're on steroids? We show them your blood results, your blood work on these orals and on Entugard. Uh, we show them the blood work um, after your, your post-psychotherapy with AC Generate. And we actually show people the results of it that way. And, it, and it's kind of hard because um, once these guys get uh, above a certain level of popularity, 
it's a known fact nowadays that they're all on, on steroids, but they won't really get real specific as to their dosage, as to what they do, as to their PCT, as to how they feel and stuff. It's not until you get an interview with a guy that's been retired and he might be willing to share some stuff. But for the most part, guys that are still shopping around for sponsors and still trying to, you know, make money being a face for brands, though they won't discuss it. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any, any sense to me. I think I'd be betraying my, my customer base. And if I ever try to flip my marketing around, or if I ever, uh, gave into doing something like that. So, uh, definitely guys, uh, watch, watch that marketing and, you know, make sure you don't fall in for some of the bullshit. Yeah. And just one, something that kind of funny, like you ever see like these supplement owners driving Lamborghinis and stuff that tells me they're scamming you because why do they have fucking a Lamborghini? The supplement industry is so fucking competitive. All that shit is leased. All that stuff. There's so many people yeah. living on credit. Look, the supplement industry is not that lucrative. Um, some, there's some big guys that are huge and they turn a lot of money around, a lot of volume around, but they're also, you know, a couple of months of bad sales from being in the red. So a lot of it, unfortunately, like Instagram is, is bullshit. A lot of it is, is rented. You know, anybody can go rent a, a, a Lambo and put pictures up of it. And there are also guys that are drug dealers that got into the, into the game. But look, I can tell you firsthand from somebody that stays out of trouble and that does everything by the book, there's not that much money in the supplement industry. You get to do, you get to do something you really enjoy every day. You get to help people and you get to really feel like you're helping guys out because everybody's really appreciative when you, when you give them advice, when they get a product that makes them feel better, that makes everything. It's very rewarding. Honda Civic, 93 Civic, and I have a Toyota Matrix. They don't make them anymore. That's it. That's a piece of junk. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, but it. that shows you. Yeah, that shows you, you know, you're. I just, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like buying stuff I can't afford. I don't like buying stuff that's just flat, just a flash. And I don't need a car to get women. I get, I get women just fine with whatever I drive. It's fine. So I don't really invest into that kind of stuff. And I hate, I hate, I hate paying interest. So I try not to, uh, not to get anything on credit and that's it, buddy. I, you know, Nike is my yeah. favorite clothing brand. <laughs> you know, that's it, bro. I wear fossil watches and I drive, uh, I drive Toyotas or Hondas, uh, more than, than 10 years old usually, but I like them to be, you know, nice, nice, nice little wheels on them. Nice, nice stuff on them. But that's it, dude. I don't, I don't like that, bro. And I, I think a lot of guys get flashy because they're like insecure or there's no maybe substance to their personality. So obviously a really good automobile will, will attract women. Well, at least get you a, a number, but at the end of the day, you know, you're, you got into the debt for the car. So you're paying interest on that money. And then the car is devaluing. I guess if you really, really like cars and, and you enjoy driving a damn thing, think it, it maybe is worth it but if it's but if you're just trying to show off and be flashy and you're paying interest on a, on a debt on an item that's devaluing probably not the best way to go about things so so yeah a lot of these supplement guys bro a ton of debt ton of debt on their companies equipment is uh is owed to the bank uh, you know a lot of uh raw materials and, and materials are owed to suppliers they're, you know, they're running, you know, they're churning around a ton of money for, uh, for not a huge margin. I mean, look, and, and a lot of them aren't, aren't doing it right. A lot of them are a couple of months or, uh, or a fine away from going out of business. And, um, that's, that's reality. A lot, a lot of it is, is Instagram, uh, BS to be, to be real. All right, guys. So this goes to the next one, hiring a diet coach worth it. So I, I look at this as two different ways. Let's say you're competing and um, I really think it's a good idea to hire a coach, not just for your diet, but also a coach to show you what to do, you know, in the competition, help you with even little things like posing or the music, et cetera, et cetera. But let's say you're a normal Joe, okay, and you want to hire a diet coach. So one of the quickest ways to know is this diet coach legit is how much should they charge you? A diet coach, you know, when you first get hired, 
there's some diet coaches out there and we know this. Okay. And, and if you don't know this, then pay really, really close attention to what I'm telling you. But what they'll do is they'll charge you three, $400 for a diet plan. And then they'll basically, it's just a copy paste diet plan that they give to everybody. And there are these guys, you know, again, social media, they have a lot of followers, they offer coaching and you hire them and you know, they get a thousand emails a month. Okay. They don't have time to sit there and go through each email and write you out a specific plan. So what they'll do is they'll copy paste. It's usually the same thing. They'll basically copy paste something like chicken, ground rice, and, and broccoli as, as, uh, as your meal. And they'll say, eat five, six meals a day, this many calories a day, macros, 40, 40, 20. It's the same shit. It's all copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. And then they'll charge three, $400 and you know, they'll get busted for it. And they'll, you know, some people will bust them. They'll post it on online, whatever. And they'll keep doing it anyway, because there's much more suckers out there. So again, it goes back to right off the bat. If you, if you're going to pay three, $400 for a diet coach right off the bat, that's a scam in my mind. Diet coach should not be charging you that much. A diet coach should be charging you way less than that. But more importantly, they should be talking to you first and getting to know you. You should be able to talk to them. You should be able to have a conversation with them, not just by email. Because what we found with these guys is you'll email, they'll email you or you'll email them and you're not talking to them. You're talking to an assistant who's getting paid like 20,000 a year or something just some intern out of college or something that they hire. And we see this all the time. And whatever his name is, Zimmerman or something a few years ago, he got busted for doing that. He made like a million dollars in a year coaching people. But all along, he hired his girl and paid her like 50000 for that year, that year to email back and forth. And she didn't know anything about nutrition. She doesn't know anything about fitness, but she's just copy pasting the same stuff over and over. You know, so that's what you got to look for, guys. Another thing, if they want you to count your calories and count your macros and use online calculators, that to me shows that they're lazy, that they're not willing to sit with you. They don't, you shouldn't have to do all that. You shouldn't have to just tell them what I eat and they input it in a calculator and be like, okay, you're going to eat 200 calories less than your maintenance, which is 3000 calories and treat you like a robot. You're not fixing a computer here. We have to figure out how much how much gigahertz and how much RAM goes into the computer. You're not fixing a car. We have to figure out what type of, uh, you know, tires go on the car and all this. You're, this is a human body. So really right off the bat guys, a diet coach, a good diet coach, you're going to talk to them either through Skype or, you know, whatever wicker or WhatsApp or whatever. And you're going to talk to them and they're going to get to know you. And they're going to put together an original diet plan for you. They're going to work with you. Not just here, it's $400, send it to me. Okay, boom. And then I'm going to send you back a diet plan. I'm done with you. That's, that's that to me, that's a, a big scam. So I do provide diet coaching and my rates are way less than that. But you're actually going to talk to me just like you're here, you're hearing me right now. I'm actually going to talk to you, get to know you and put you on a diet plan. So Steve SMI on the form if you want to get in touch with me, but I'm, I'm not going to just email you a diet plan under any circumstance without talking to you first and, and talking to you. So Rick, what do you think about diet coaches out there? It depends who you are. For some people, it makes sense. For other people, it doesn't. Uh, who does it make sense for? Uh, obviously, if you're a top-level guy and your coach is, bringing, is taking you on stage, helping you win some shit, you obviously want to invest in a good coach, but then that guy is not just going to help you with your diet. He's going to help you with your steroid cycle. He's going to help you with your days coming up to competition. Shit. He should probably be at the show with you the day of competition, giving you pointers in between sessions. So yes, I mean, he, he should be there spray tanning you. So those guys, yeah, absolutely. Uh, second style of guy. If you're, if you're not competing, but you're professional, your time is worth money and you don't have the time to sort through all this information. You know, you, you listen to the podcast, you read the forums, you have some idea, but you don't have it all together. Then yeah, uh, don't, don't spend any more time trying to learn something that Steve has already 
learned a ton of, uh, just hire, hire someone, hire Steve, find someone that you like that you've been following, whatever it is, and get some help. Hit me up, whatever, get some help. If you are not like top level professional, young guy, um, maybe you, you're between jobs, you have time, then yeah, man, crunch on this information, munch on everything, make sure you understand the way your body works fully, listen to this podcast and take everything we say and go Google it, go verify it. If you have some questions, hit us up, we'll follow up, you know, study it. If you have the time and maybe you don't have the funds to throw around, study it, do it yourself. Maybe, maybe not worth it for you. If you, if you. if you don't have the time, but you have the funds, you know, if you, if you don't have time, you should have some, some good work that you're doing, right? Pay for a pro. Tell them all about your case. Make sure they, they know they keep up with you. They'll keep you accountable. Make sure uh, you pay for a good program where you're following up at least once a week to keep you accountable. Uh, fill in. I mean, really just get, get the help. Get the help and, and don't spend any more time trying to sort through the information. Just, just have someone you trust put it all together for you. So that's my uh, thing on coaches. Uh, it, it, it works depending on who you are and what your needs are. Right. And you just have to, you know, you just have to be conscious of that. Also, maybe you, you don't have all the funds. Maybe you do have uh, the time, but you don't know where to get started. Uh, get someone who, who just, uh, who let you do one, one or two hour consultation with them on the phone, pay them for that one consultation, have all your questions ready, written out, get all your questions answered. And then get set on the right road and then go start doing it and then research the rest of the way. And then you may never have to pay again. You just get someone to set you on the right path, send you on the, set you on the right track. So you get going now and then you continue to do your research and make adjustments down the line and never pay again. There you have a bunch of different options. It's the best way to go. All right, guys. So next one is why am I getting stress and anxiety on trend? So this is a really good one. And there's a lot of reasons why we get stress, anxiety, and then insomnia, which is a byproduct of those on trend. So, you know, let's talk about off a trend. Now, if it's a situation where you already have these issues and you go on trend, then the issues are going to get worse. That I can guarantee you. I actually had a client who said, yeah, I have trouble sleeping. I only sleep three, four hours a night. Should I use trend? I told him absolutely not. Because if you already have trouble sleeping and you take trend, you're going to have even worse time sleeping. So some of the, you know, basics behind trend, and then I'm going to talk about, and I know Rick has a lot of helpful tips about anxiety. Um, trend is extremely inflammatory in the body. So when you take trend, you're, you're putting the trend in your body. Okay. It's got PGF2A. PGF2A is, a, is an inflammatory prostaglandin in the body. So when you, when you increase inflammation in the body, then the trend by doing that is going to increase nervousness, anxiety in the body. Now you can compound the issue. And I've talked, I've talked to people about this over the years and they've come back to me and said, Steve, you're absolutely right. It's stimulants. If you mix stimulants with an inflammatory steroid like trend, or any steroid abuse, most, all steroids do cause in, inflammation, by the way, most all of them. Now, if you abuse them, it's a lot worse. But if you're, if you're taking stimulants along with it, what ends up happening is not only your GABA gets suppressed, so that causes anxiety. If you have low GABA, you're going to have anxiety. You're not going to be able to sleep. But also, what ends up happening is you're basically causing more stress in the body. And that kind of compounds because if you're not sleeping well at night, the stress is going to get worse. The anxiety is going to get worse. Having a sound sleep is the best way to reduce anxiety and stress. And what do people have in common who all have stress and anxiety is they have trouble sleeping. So it's basically a domino effect of disaster where you're not able to sleep. I was having a lot of anxiety a few months ago. And um, I swear I went on vacation, which I haven't taken a vacation in a long time. I took a little vacation just for, just for like four or five days. 
And I came back and my stress was so much better just from taking a break. So what I recommend, if you've got existing anxiety and stress, you want to take a look at a few things. Number one, you want to take a look at your lifestyle. You leave a life, a stressful lifestyle. A lot of us absorb a lot of stress. Okay. I'm one of those people. I've always been one of those people. I can remember in school, you know, I'd have a test coming up and I, I'll take the test and afterwards I'd be so stressed waiting for the results of that test because I was so freaking scared, you know, that if I got a bad grade on the test, then it would affect my grade in the class. It would drop my GPA. I'd lose my scholarship, et cetera, et cetera. So I was bringing that stress onto myself, you know, very, very stressful. And now as an adult, same thing, very, very stressed out. I've got no patience. I'm a very stressed person. Some of us are just naturally stressed. So how do you offset that stress? We do it by exercising. We do it with yoga. We do it with, with relaxation. We do it with all kinds of ways that we do it with, it, with our lifestyle. We reduce the amount of food that we eat. Food, we put food in our body. It's inflammatory. So fasting really, really helps. It helps kind of put you in the Zen mode if you ever get anxiety. You know, and a lot of us were type A personalities, so that anxiety just keeps coming and coming and coming. And that's how I am. So I've been able to, to kind of defeat the stress as I've gotten older just by using these kinds of tips that I'm giving you guys, extra, like exercising, like doing yoga, fasting, uh, not abusing steroids, um, you know, just leave it, leading a, a healthy lifestyle, staying away from the alcohol, staying away from drugs, staying away from people who cause stress in my life, negative people. Um, you know, all kinds of things like that can all help with this. So the bottom line is if you're experiencing this right now on trend or on any steroid, come off the steroid and reevaluate your lifestyle. It'll make a huge, huge difference. And then you can go back to using these steroids and not have these issues. A lot of us too out there, a lot of you listening out there, I used to be like this. And I think Rick was the same way. You have trouble absorbing your minerals and your vitamins. And when that happens, that can cause anxiety because you're not absorbing what you need to from your foods. So that goes to the gut. You got to fix your gut health. And how do we fix our gut health? Fasting will fix your gut health. Do a three, four, five day fast every month or two. That will do really, really good for your gut health. Stay away from inflammatory foods. Stick with low FODMAP, F-O-D-M-A-P foods. Stay away from things like garlic, like onions that are very, very high FODMAP that are going to cause stomach upset and gut issues. Think about maybe taking a good probiotic that can help balance your gut. These are all really, really good helpful things because a lot of times it can start in the gut having these anxiety issues. And if you're on anxiety medic medication, you know, you have to set a goal to wean off of that and and fix, fix the root cause of the anxiety instead of just being on medication the rest of your life. So Rick, I'm going to bring you in on this. I know you have had a history of this as well. What has helped you? Yeah, buddy. I suffered with anxiety for, uh, for quite a long time, actually, from about 14, 15, all the way until my early 30s. In my case, it was completely based on my digestion. I think at some point uh, before age of 14, 15, there were a couple big rounds of antibiotics that I got because I got, I got sick. And I think they really messed up my gut flora for like a long time. You know, we came to the States when I was about 10 and I'd never had the flu before I was 10. It doesn't, the flu doesn't really get around in South America much. It's pretty warm, very rare to get it. So I didn't start getting the flu until like 11, 12, and, and the first couple of times that I got it, I had some pretty severe ear infections and really had to get on a lot of antibiotics. And I think at some point they messed up my, uh, my gut flora, threw it off balance. And around 15, 16, I started getting anxiety. And it just started to feel like a feeling like I left the iron plugged in or like I left the stove on when I left. And I kept thinking that, hey, I'm just feeling this because uh, there's homework I have to do or something I've got to do. And I thought it was just my brain trying to remind me of something I had to get done. And then over the years, it just started to, it just started to morph into 
oh, this monetary problem and, and that thing. And it was just a constant state of anxiety. It wasn't until my really early 30s that I went to visit a good friend and he takes probiotics, digestive enzymes and fiber with every single meal of the day. And since I was at his house, I adopted the, I started doing what he was doing. And about three days into it, I woke up and I was happy as hell, happy as happy can be. Or so I thought I still had all the same challenges that I had before. I just didn't feel anxious about them. And what it was is I, I'd been anxious. I had anxiety because of bad gut flora for what, 15 years. And after about three days, four days of taking like a good amount of antibiotics, different strains, I, I started to feel a difference. And since then I've taken a lot of probiotics, different brands, uh, different types. And I've, I think I've, I've got my gut flora down pretty good now, but in my personal case, my anxiety just came from actually really bad digestion. And, and look, we, we have a uh, per weight, we have about as many neurons in your gut as you, as you do in your brain. And so there's a really good reason why you will have some anxiety if you, um, if your gut flora is not, it's not well, it's not well balanced. And then, you know, towards the end, before it got cured for me, finally, it, it got to the point where if I was worried about something, it would make me go to the bathroom right away. And also if I had to really go to the bathroom, my anxiety would kick up. So it, it towards the very end before I, you know, before probiotics, digestive enzymes and fiber uh, helped me. I mean, my, my mood was connected to my, uh, to my going to the bathroom. And I, I just got used to living like that. Uh, and, you know, I was taking steroids, training, going to the gym. I was just living regular life or as best as I could with just anxiety every day. And um, when it finally got cured, I mean, it changed, changed my life, really. But, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, one thing to, to think about, guys, anxiety, if you, if you get a lot of it, could be your gut. Could be your digestion. Uh, probiotics will get you a long way. All right, guys. So next topic. Let's next topic, guys, is no motivation on PCT. Sex drive down. Can't work out. Um, I actually went through this. I think it was my first or second cycle. I got some really bad PCT advice. Um, I was taking advice back in those days from from friends. And, uh, you know, friends aren't really the best place to get advice on this stuff because friends really don't know what they're talking about either. So what ends up happening is you listen to them on something and uh, they steer you in the wrong direction, not on purpose, but it's just that they don't understand what they're talking about. So I started doing a little more research. I figured it out. What's happening was, guys, a big mistake guys are doing PCT is they run Clomid and Novodex too high. And when you run Novodex and Clomid too high, this is what they're doing. They're, they're SERMs, they're selective estrogen receptor modulators. So what they'll do is they block estrogen from feedbacking back into the pituitary glands. These are off-label uses. We use them in PCT to help us get a soft landing. We use them to kind of force the pituitary glands to wake up because they've been dormant and start spitting out hormones so that we get our latex cells pumping again, we get testosterone levels up without causing estrogen levels to, to shoot up. So that's what SERMs do, and they do that very well. So my recommendation, guys, is have or quarter the dosage recommendations you see out there. I've seen some crazy dosage. I saw um, you still see some guys push 100, 200, 300 milligram clomid a day. And if you do that, you're going to get these really, really bad side effects. I mean, you're going to feel like, you know, so unmotivated. You're just going to feel weepy and cry about it. And you, you read on the forums, especially from 5, 10, 15 years ago, guys kind of give each other, they kind of needle each other and they kind of say, oh, you know, you must be on Clomid. What are you whining about? You must be on Clomid. Because that's what Clomid do. Clomid makes you like a whiny woman makes you like a whiny kid. It shouldn't be like that in PCT. The purpose of PCT is to give you a soft landing, not to make you feel like crap. So there's really no excuse for this. So 
what I always tell guys, run your, your serums way lower. Clomid, 12 and a half, 25 milligram every other day. That's it. Novadex, instead of running it 40 or 60 or 80 milligrams a day, run it 10 or 20 milligrams a day at the most or every other day even. They have long half-lives, what, four or five-day half-lives. So it's really not necessary to be just throwing tons of drugs at your body during PCT. You're not going to force your body to restart or start producing hormones. That's not the way it works. Your body will gradually come back. But if you just throw a bunch of drugs at it, you're not going to speed up the process. You're actually going to make yourself feel like crap in the process. Another thing what you need to do is anytime you run a CIRM, you need to run an extremely potent and strong natural testosterone booster. Natural is the key. Because if you run something like HCG that's suppressive, you're actually going to be delaying recovery. You might feel better, but you're going to delay recovery. So you need to run a natural strong testosterone booster. I recommend into generate ES. And if your budget is an issue, you can run the into generate classic during the post cycle therapy along with those serms and you'll feel fine. You'll feel great. You're not going to feel that crash. You're not going to feel weepy. You're not going to feel unmotivated. So really, that's what I recommend. Rick, did you go through this as well? With yeah, PCT? buddy. Absolutely. Spoken about it in a different podcast. Uh, the main reason why guys take and to generate H generate on top of their PCT medications is because it helps in the mood quite a bit. It helps keep and stay motivated and stay pumped up to keep hitting the gym, even through and after PCT. It just makes the whole post-cycle therapy experience just much nicer. And you feel much better. I mean, you your libido's up, get hard on. I mean, you almost feel like you're still in the sauce, but you're recovering. And this is the main reason why N2 Generate, HG Generate has had a place uh, for with steroid users. Even though our guys, my customers, have access to pharmaceuticals and they do use them, they do use Clomid and HCG and Novadex with N2 Generate because it makes a huge difference in just that department, the mood enhancement. And I've said it a bunch of times, guys, that's, that's how the product started. It really started because uh, before I started taking steroids, I used Tribex from Biotest. You know, I found out about them on testosterone.net, um, some of the, you know, one of the first steroid uh, websites on the net and felt great on it. I used steroids later on and then PCT and that Clomid made me feel like shit. So really early on, I started adding tribulus to my PCT. And then over time, it built up. I used more herbs than tribulus, than fenugreek, than tribulus and tonkatalite. And then later on, fedosia came on the scene. And that really solidified the formula because that helped your testicles grow pretty fast. Three, five days if you were shrunk. So definitely adding the herbals in with your post-psychotherapy will make your, your experience just that much nicer. I mean, day after day, you're just going to feel that much better. You, once, you, once, you, once you're taking Clomid for about two, three weeks, you're not going to remember that you paid uh, a little extra to get into Generate, but you're going to know how you feel every single day. By the time you're two weeks into using Clomid after, after your cycle is done, if you're feeling like shit, if you're not feeling well, if you're emotional, if you're overreacting to, to people... Um, that, that sucks. So definitely get into HC generate. It's going to help your mood just a lot better and you'll, you'll recover much more effectively. All right, guys. So the last one is an interesting one. I'm surprised we haven't talked about this uh, before, right? Cause it's a very important question. Um, so this is a situation where a guy, he's, um, divorcing his wife and his wife took pictures of his steroids to use against him. He's on self-prescribed TRT, meaning he doesn't have a prescription for it. And he had a bottle of trend from a few years ago. She uses, she's using it in a custody battle and they have court coming up. So, um, you know, first off, you know, leaving your gear out like that where she can take pictures of it when you're going through a process of divorce, by doing that, you made life very difficult for yourself. 
Um, because absolutely, uh, her lawyer is going to take that and he's going to use that, you know, as leverage in the court case. Remember, this isn't a murder case. It's not about, you know, guilty, not guilty. Um, you know, did this person murder someone? Did they not? It's not a traffic case. Was this person speeding? Was this person not speeding? This is a divorce case. So the way it works is lawyers, you know, they're going to, they're going to want to use anything as leverage. So a picture of steroids that you don't have a prescription for is a weapon that they can use just to get leverage against you. Even if it's a situation where, you know, she didn't prove that it's yours, she, you know, they don't have to prove it's yours. Just like, you know, you can say she cheated on me. You know, they can look that up. They can, they can hire a private investigator to follow her and see her banging another guy. So, I mean, that's how divorces work. It's all about leverage in this situation. So I'm going to bring in Rick early on this. Rick, what were your thoughts when you, when you saw this question um, on the forums? Yeah, I responded to this question on the forums. We're actually going to link to it on the description of this podcast. So if you're listening on iTunes or Google Play, or uh, you'll be able to get the, the link. If you're on YouTube, I don't think we're allowed to link to it on YouTube. So yeah, I responded to this question already. I mean, rough situation. Uh, steroids have been brought up over and over again in divorce cases. I've had consultation clients that have dealt with this while they're you know, consulting with me. They're going through divorce. A lot of guys have uh, contacted me after their divorce because they're trying to get in shape because they're back on the grind. And they also, a lot of them want a little bit of dating advice. So th this I've actually run across a couple of times before. Uh, look, when you see things getting hairy with her, you have to not be in denial, understand your, your situation, and start to, to take care of all these things, man. Get the gear out of the house, get off the steroids, get on some, on some natural herbals. I was just talking about AC Generate to keep your mood up and keep you feeling good even while you're off the steroids. And, and really don't, don't make yourself a target. Don't give any openings. A lot of times she just has to go in there with a good argument that the judge will believe. All this family court stuff, it's just you guys and a judge. There's not 12 people there to weigh in. So you're going to be a, if she makes a good enough case and you go in there looking jacked and maybe uh, you've gotten in trouble before, uh, either got the cops called on you because of her or, or you, you know, slapped somebody around before, some, some guy or some gal, and you got a record. Yeah, you're going to have an issue, man. Everything's going to be used. So get off the steroids. Get on something to uh, help your mood because the crash is going to be – it's not going to feel good, especially going through divorce. Make sure to get a counselor. I tell everybody to get help. I think number one issue in the world is mental health. In our last podcast, uh, we were talking about guys that want to be professional athletes and they want to use steroids. Said so probably one of the first things you need before you get a steroid dealer, if you're an amateur athlete, get a, a sports psychologist. Help you stay focused for the game. So uh, same thing here. Get a real uh, psychologist, a professional that you can talk to. Who's, who, where you can go and talk to them about how you feel and you're not going to feel judged. And that'll help and it'll go a long way and help you not feel depressed. Because a lot of guys going through a divorce will feel depressed. If you have to suddenly drop your cycle, you're going to go through a bit of a low. So get help. Get a, get a therapist. You know, they're, they're good to talk to. Yeah, and again, you know, I really think also, you know, you need to hire a good lawyer. Um, you're fighting for custody. Unfortunately, you know, you're paying, you're going to end up paying your lawyer a lot of money. A good lawyer is going to cost you about a thousand an hour and you're going to want about 25 grand up front for a retainer. And you're going to have to pay a portion of her attorney most likely as well, because she's going to be hiring an expensive attorney. So if you go in there with a moron as your attorney and just because someone has a law degree does not make them intelligent. Believe me, I've been, I used to be a landlord. So I've dealt with a lot of attorneys, landlord tenant disputes and um, you know, having a good lawyer on your side can make a whole lot of difference. I've been on both sides. I've been a tenant dealing with a landlord and I've been a landlord dealing with a tenant on both sides. And um, you know, you really, really need, need a good attorney in that situation. So what I recommend always is make sure you have a good attorney. And it's, a, it's kind of sad, Rick, that, um, you know, this guy, he's uh, 
doing this because he wants to see his child. He wants custody of his child. And in the process, he's spending all this money and he's depleting his child's college fund. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, on podcast episode 299, any of you guys that are out there and you know, the situation with your significant other might start to get difficult. Listen to the second half of podcast 299. It's called put your divorce on steroids. I really opened up about my personal life there and explained to you guys how I dealt with, with divorce at the time. I don't think anybody should get into a, a two-lawyer divorce. I think uh, you should get go to a counselor, a divorce counselor, with your wife, just a psychologist, and he'll help you negotiate the terms of the divorce, help you guys draw up a nice thick document that you could then take to one lawyer to help you guys divorce. I would avoid doing a, a two-lawyer, going to court, fighting over stuff, divorce, under... Every, I mean, I would avoid it all the way. So just uh, 299, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it. Listen to that podcast, second half of uh, 299. And uh, you guys will get some, some good value out of that. If, you're, if things haven't yet escalated to the point where you're throwing uh, divorce papers around and you want a, a better way, 299. And when it works out for you and you're able to divorce for, for pennies on the dollar, uh, hit me up and send me an email and say thank you or hit me up on the forums or something. Shout me out. All right, guys. So, yeah, I mean, in this situation, I've met so many both males and females. I've dated women and that have been divorced. And I know so many guys, um, including you, Rick, a little bit, that have been broken, you know, from a divorce. So it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes just getting the divorce done and over with and even taking a, a hit is much better than just drawing out a, a long divorce and being in a, a miserable marriage. So you have to like weigh the pros and cons of this. Look, if she's going to use this against you, that's fine. You know, let her take, let her take whatever she wants, man. Just fucking who cares? Just get it over with, get the divorce done. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're going to fight for your kid and your kid before you know it, he's going to be 18. So he's going to be able to do whatever he wants at 18. So if he's like 11 or 12 years old and you do a, a one or two year divorce, I mean, you're fighting all this for custody. And then four years from now, he's going to be 18 and he's going to, he might say, you know what, I'm going to go to school near you, dad. And, and, um, you know, I want to come over and stay with you, you know, and then drive commute to, uh, to, to college every day. So, you know, it's, think about that, you know, it's just, it boggles the mind the way people, um, they always want to win. It's all about winning. The win here is what's best for your kid. Yeah. A lot of people get into unnecessary custody battles with, over their kids when it's really not necessary. If your kid's 10, 11, 12 years old, nine, they know who you are. They're not going to forget you. And if you don't have a lot of access to them, they'll later on when they're older, they'll know it, it was because of mom. It's probably not the best idea to sit there and spend a, a ton of money with a significant other that's trying to hurt your feelings, is trying to make you feel bad. You spend a ton of money arguing over being able to see your kids a lot. Look, when she starts dating again, she's going to want you to take care of the baby or the babies. And then you won't have any problems whatsoever seeing your kids. It's just at the start of this thing of divorce when she wants to maximally make you feel like shit, then she'll dangle the kids in front of you. But you just give it a year or two or three, man. If she starts dating, she's probably going to want you to hold on to the baby so she can go and do her thing. Oh, she's she's going gotta... to go want to wanna take a vacation to jamaica or something with her new boyfriend you've taken women out like that you've you've gone out you, look when, when your ex-wife's gonna go out with a guy like steve <laughs> and she's going to be happy for you to have the kid for a week and you know during the during the school uh, year so she can go away with her boyfriend she can uh, go bang me uh for for four or five days over in yeah. jamaica Absolutely. So you sit there and at the very start, you, you spend all this money and all this stuff. When if you just give it a year or two, 
she's going to be wanting to unload the babies on you. So look, maybe get into a big, huge custody battle. The baby's like under, under 10 years old and you're afraid that not being around them as much is, you know, you're afraid of all these things. But at 10, 11, look, you're only uh, just whatever, stained our life. He's going to, she's going to ask to see you. Unless you were a real asshole as a parent, they're going to ask to come see you. They're going to ask their mom to come out and spend time with you. And she's got to go through the, through the, through everything, telling them no. And you really probably shouldn't be fighting, spending a ton of money trying to convince a, a, a judge to let you spend time with your 10, 12, 11, 13, 14 year old. You probably shouldn't because they're already just a few years, not that far away enough from just demanding to see you from, look, you can settle anything now and then probably go back to court with the kid when he's 13, 14. I mean, probably not, not the best uh, spent of money there. Again, at the very start, they're all trying to go for maximum pain, maximum damage to you because they're upset. Even if they're leaving you for another guy, it's your fault because you're a fucking asshole. So that's why she left you for him. So you still need to, so she still needs to hurt you on the way out, right? So um, yeah, just don't, don't do that. And try to do it through a counselor, man. Episode 299, second half of the episode. Put your, steroid, put your divorce on steroids. Listen to that. Guy. Yeah, and, and when you draw it out like this, it's like a nonstop thing. You're hiring a lawyer, firing a lawyer. Hire a lawyer, fire a lawyer. You don't like this lawyer. You don't like the advice he gave you. Reminds me of that joke, Rick, uh, about the guy you know, going, taking a trip to Italy. Uh, you asked them, you like, you know, what what airline you take? Oh, I'm taking Alitalia. Alitalia, it's the worst. It's the worst airline. The flight attendants are rude. Their planes are never on time. Where are you staying? Oh, I'm staying at the Hazard. The Hazner, the the there's <laughs> construction at the Hazard. They're banging all night. You'll never sleep. Where are you gonna visit? The Vatican. The Vatican. You're gonna be on. It's horrible. The Vatican. You'll be standing in line for hours. It's 100 degrees outside. Am I, I'm sorry. Am I paying for this joke? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's a decent one. Listen to that. A little bit of comedy there, guys. Clap it up for Steve. You know what we should do? I sh you know what I'm going to do, bro? On, on the edit? I'm going to add audience laughter on the edit. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> every time, you know, I should, I should have like a little audience laughter uh, uh, audio. And every time. The, the interesting thing. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing, you can add laughter to this too. The interesting thing is I'm paid per word. So. If I just name a joke, I'm actually getting paid to put this joke. So I'm technically I'm a stand-up comedian as well. Yeah, there's a there's a guy that sits there and he counts words on the podcast, so um, Steve can get paid. That's what's his contract. He gets paid. He gets paid by the word. So uh, there's a, a guy whose job it is to sit there and he just does little lines and little and you know just. We have a stenog We have one of those stenographers like in a courtroom. You know, they're like. <laughs> yeah, he he counts out closed captioning. They do close captioning too while we do it. So, uh, um, yeah, man, let's uh, wrap it up. Yeah, so that that's it, guys. But we love questions like this because, uh, you know, I like it, Brick, because um, I never went through. I almost got married when I was really young too. I almost screwed my life up. So it makes me feel good that I didn't make that mistake and so, uh, um, get married. So, guys, if you want to, um, if you want to send me a message, you need help. You want to tell me you hate the podcast. You want to tell me you love the podcast. I'm going to give you guys an email address where everybody can email me at. It's uh, rickyvrock at gmail.com. So that's a, just a new email address that I'm going to start putting out there that I'm going to have just for uh, questions, you know, just for, for anybody that's got questions, comments, really just podcast stuff, bodybuilding stuff. Um, Cause I'm trying to, uh, to keep a, uh, all of the product orders and everything on my need to build muscle address. So, uh, Ricky, R I C K Y V, uh, rock R O C K at gmail.com. Hit me up. If you have a question, uh, if it's a good question, we'll put it up on the podcast. If you just have some comments or something, we'll, I'll read them out on the podcast. Just let me know what you think. If there's any subjects you'd like to hear about on the podcast, if you have any content requests, you'd like to hear us cover on the podcast. Just uh, hit me up. Uh, I'm also on the forums, evolutionary.org, elitefitness.com, anabolex.com. Uh, there is uh, Rick V. Uh, 
no Y there, R-I-C-K-V. And uh, my, my picture is on the avatar or on my post. Uh, just come out, post up, talk to us, you know, open dialogue. Any, anything you guys want, anything you guys need, questions you have, uh, you know, we're here for you. You know, this is what me and Steve do every day. All right, guys, Evolution at Org podcast. We'll have a new episode up very, very soon. Keep in touch. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program. The statements in this podcast have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. None of the products discussed in this podcast are intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You must check with your doctor before taking any supplement or engaging in any kind of training activity.